Welcome to The Boundless Self, a podcast that is here to explore all of the ways in which we limit ourselves. Together, we will explore the deep, messy, exciting, and often uncomfortable topics to identify and heal everything that keeps you from believing in your boundless potential. I'm your host, Kathleen McBride, and becoming boundless changed everything for me. Now I run a life and a business embracing my own fears and helping people all around the world to believe in themselves. Tune into each episode and join me on your journey of becoming your most boundless self. Welcome back to another episode of The Boundless Self. Now, today we are joined by a past client and dear friend of mine who is absolutely amazing and is now doing some work with my beautiful clients as well and what she's doing. She is amazing. This is Kelsey, everyone. She is an emotion code practitioner and an all-round amazing human. And I'll let her introduce herself. Kelsey, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It is an absolute pleasure to be here today. An honor, isn't it? (laughs) Um, We're so excited today because what we're going to be doing today is talking about releasing your past baggage using the emotion code so Kelsey let's just dive straight in we're also going to be doing which I think is really cool we're going to be doing a live emotion code session so Kelsey is going to run you through an emotion code session on me so you can see and experience just what this modality looks like and I have to share that I have been working with different emotion code practitioners and was introduced to it through a dear friend of mine for probably three to three to four years now um it's had a huge impact on my own healing journey especially the physical symptoms around irritable bowel syndrome and anxiety and self-doubt and it's something that I get all of my clients to now do as part of their coaching programs which is really exciting and I feel like it's such a beautiful energetic modality that is very different from what I do as a coach and it adds and accelerates the level of healing and transformation and that is certainly what Kelsey experienced in her own like I said she she came to me as a client inside one of my eight-week one-to-one programs and that is certainly what she experienced was with the emotion code being added into all of the beautiful mindset somatic work and a child work that we were doing the emotion code was able to just clear all of your past baggage all your past shit right to allow you to be able to step fully into who you are and to build new beliefs and new ideas about who you wanted to be and who you are in the world so kelsey why don't you tell us a bit about your journey with the emotion code and what it is yeah i would love to um so when i came to see you which was what a year and a half ago um and I signed up for your coaching program, I was probably at one of the lowest and most frustrated places I've been ever, because at that point I was kind of maybe two to three years into this very inquisitive healing journey. And I felt that the more I learned about myself and the more I learned about my trauma, the worse it became because I was suddenly uncovering all these parts of me that I wasn't comfortable with, that I was ashamed of, (laughs) And then it was like I was leaving them out on this table to dry and had no tools of how to actually move from that and work through these things. And when I saw you, I'd probably spent maybe like seven grand already on different programs, different modalities, different things of like trying to work through this trauma because it was at that point so loud that I couldn't really live with it. And I knew that something needed to change. What was it like, if you don't mind me asking that, like what were you experiencing on a daily basis? Um, It was my inner critic that was the absolute loudest. Did you even know that it was your inner critic or were you just experiencing like really high levels of horrible negative thoughts? I think I knew that it was a like a perfectionist side of me. I don't know Mm. whether I knew the term inner critic at that point, but I knew that it was this like nagging voice that wanted me to be perfect in every single aspect. And I think we all have one of those, don't we? Our dear friend, our inner critic. Yeah, I know. It was so Mm. bad, but I think what the problem was, was that my inner critic fixated on the self-development industry because everyone has an inner critic, but sometimes your inner critic is louder in a certain area than others. Whereas mine was like, I needed to be the healthiest, the most mindful, the most enlightened person. And if I wasn't that, then I was wrong. And I you was were failing, failing was at failing. your self-development journey, yeah. right? Which is supposed to be this beautiful, healing, freeing thing. Mm-hmm. And this happens to a lot of people. Like I really, I think it's a bit of a trap that you can fall into when you start this journey of growth and development is almost letting your perfection, perfectionism or inner critic come to life even further inside of your self-growth journey meaning that you need to do it perfectly you need to be meditating an hour a day you need to be clearing up all your shit you need to be you know thinking positive thoughts you need to be hitting the gym you need to be getting yourself all this great nutrition and if you're not doing that then you're an idiot you're a loser you're failing yet at another thing and really that's the opposite of what the journey is meant to be about right the journey is meant to be about 
loving acceptance and being a loving witness to your own pain, yeah. you know? And so what what changed for you? So you, you came into this program and I, I wish, I wish we would have recorded. So even before I before I take anyone on as a one-on-one -on -one client, I always do a connection call with them. It's pretty much like our first date. It's a vibe check to see if we have a connection, if my work is going to land with them, what trouble you're facing and making sure that, you know, it's a fit that we're going to work together and that I can help you on the journey. And in this call, I literally remember you saying at the end, you said, you said, this is going to be my last fucking thing I spend money on in this area. If this doesn't work, I'm done. I'm just going to be this way forever. I don't care anymore. Like you were at like breaking point. Yeah. I was so frustrated because I, yeah, like I said, spent so much money and I just felt that I was still back at square one every time. And like, pretty much what you said earlier, I was like meditating wrong, going to the gym wrong, eating food wrong. Everything I was doing was wrong. And there was all these books and like lessons and people I was looking up to and, and podcasts. Yeah, and, we all and, podcasts. <laughs> and they all kept, it made it seem like this like really far away place, this like mm. moment when suddenly the world shifts and you're just enlightened. Like and, that idea of self-love, right? When you're yeah. like, I'm suddenly going to love every yeah. part of myself and everything's going to feel light and fluffy and yeah. everything's going to be amazing. And I'll just make all these enlightened choices and it never fucking happens no. does it? and nobody wants to because that's not very instagrammable is it mm -hmm. to say spoiler your self-development journey is probably going to be the hardest thing you ever oh go on gosh, it's yeah. probably going to suck a lot of the time you're going to meet a lot of the parts of you that you probably don't want to know you know it's like literally peeling off a layer of protection and going into what's really going on really going underneath the hood and often it's painful stuff that you don't want to experience but that you need to in order to make peace with it you know yeah. or, or at least accept it is what's happened and then start to learn and support yourself or these parts of you to make different choices to not have those you know cripple like i remember you mentioning like crippling days of anxiety and doubt and just walking through life feeling like you were failing at everything feel like nothing you ever did, nothing you ever said, nothing you ever created was good enough. And I know that even at that point in time, I know that you had this thing in you that wanted to help people. <laughs> and you were like, if I can't figure this out myself, how the fuck am I going to yeah. help other people? I'm going to be stuck in a dead end job that I hate. And I'm just, this is just going to be my life. And I'm only going to be able to get joy from travel, you know, and from exploring the world. But what you've learned and what you've done so beautifully has been going on this journey and learning to become your own best healer. Mm -hmm. And that was, for anyone who wants to know, that was what was pivotal in Kelsey's coaching experience with me was these moments where I kept, kept annoying you by being like, well, what would you do? Like, how would you do this? Like, you know that you possess these skills, you know what to do, like what's your natural instinct to do right now? And you had such a lack of trust in yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Because you lived with this horrible inner critic who was just bullying you and abusing you day in and day out. And you had no trust that you could do anything yourself, you know, mm. constantly looking outside of you to fix everything, to fix every little problem. And that was what was, I remember one of our, one of our later sessions actually was you. And I said, I said to you, and this sounds crazy for anyone else that's, that's going, that has never, never met me. But I said to her, Kelsey, go and heal yourself with your own hands. That's what I said. <laughs> and I literally on this call, I think I got you to practice doing different energetic healing work with your body, with your hands. And that cracked something open for you, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was huge. And yeah, because the whole time I'd been on that industry, I, I thought someone else was going to fix me. So every time I spent this money on this course, this program, this coach, it was with the the belief that they were going to somehow heal me and the light would finally turn on and I would finally see everything because of something they did. And I had no trust in myself, didn't feel like I was capable enough or worthy enough to figure this stuff out on my own. And I didn't really honestly know that I had the power mm -hmm. to heal myself, but didn't cross my mind that it would ever be me to be responsible for my own healing. Mm. Um, and tell us, how did the emotion code impact that journey? So as part of that program, Kelsey had a couple of sessions with my other emotion code practitioner. Um, and how, so how did that impact the stuff for you? Oh my gosh, that was like, it felt like I was finding the holy grail. <laughs> Honestly, the first session when Kyle was releasing these emotions and like limiting beliefs I'd been holding on to for years and the like effectiveness and the quickness of it i was pretty much like dumbfounded when i got off the call with him i was like no fucking way it's that easy it literally looks like harry potter wizardry doesn't it yeah it's like literally being like okay this is gone your <laughs> self-doubt is gone your anxiety is gone like that's literally what it's like and you're like 
sorry, what? Yeah, like, over Zoom as well. And you're like, no Zoom. way. You're telling me I spent like seven grand on yeah. all these other coaches and you're just going to be here releasing all this baggage I've been holding on to for years. Like, get fucked. Mm. Um, but it I worked. And every session I had with him, I just felt this lightness. Like, it was the effect of it was immediate. Like, I could think of a really painful memory, release the emotions behind it, and then think about that memory again. And suddenly it just there was no trigger behind it it just mm. it never it wasn't as bad as i had remembered it being yeah because you had released and processed it right and i think that what the emotion code is primarily for right is to release those trapped emotions that we have been unable to process or feel because so often in the world that we live in we are not taught how to feel our feelings we are not yeah. taught how to process our emotions or sometimes we're in really traumatic or stressful situations where we actually don't have the support to do that you know we have to keep ourselves safe in some other way and that usually doesn't involve spending time sitting with yourself and your feelings and letting yourself cry and you know yeah. like when you go through a breakup and like I remember going through this breakup when I was overseas and I literally just didn't have time or space to actually be safe and feel my feelings. Like I just wasn't, I was traveling, I was moving around, I was away from home and going through this really painful breakup and I I just couldn't. Like I even, I look back at that point in my life, which was something where I, you know, almost if you imagine a bucket load of emotions and pain, I kind of stored that away in my body um, in my late teens and early 20s and but what I had to acknowledge was I actually wasn't safe to process that stuff at that time, you know? Yeah. And so there's so much learning that we can do around how we can learn and process our emotions and feelings. And there's also what we get to realize is that sometimes we just aren't safe to. Sometimes life is going to get in the way. And that's what's been so cool about the emotion code has been the ability to almost, and that's why we called this episode releasing your past baggage because that's literally what it is, right? It's yeah. letting go of the, like clearing the stuff that's been trapped for you in the past, clearing all, you know, the pain, the anger, the sadness, the anxiety, the doubt, the frustration, whatever it is, clearing those emotions that you've just, you know, stuck inside your body mm. so that you have almost like, and, and this is why I love the emotion code as part of my programs is because it creates a fresh, clean slate for us to be able to do this beautiful mindset work, this beautiful healing work, your inner child work, you know, and it's a different angle to approach it from. And everybody is so different. Like I have had clients, like most of my clients have loved the emotion code, but I have had the odd one who's hated it and it's not been for them, you know, and they've loved doing, you know, inner child work or NLP or whatever it is. And that's why I think the emotion code is so great is because it celebrates, you know, individuality. It mm -hmm. celebrates your experiences, your own experience, and you have to give permission to clear what the stuff is. So now I'm getting way ahead of myself let's go right back <laughs> what is the emotion code oh my baby the emotion code is a form of energy healing that uses kinesiology or muscle testing as commonly known to tap into someone's subconscious mind your subconscious mind um i'm sure you know the difference but for all of our listeners that might not the subconscious mind is like your body's hardware it stores every single memory every single thing that has ever happened to you but all that stuff isn't consciously at the surface in our like day-to-day -day lives. Otherwise we would be completely overwhelmed with all the <laughs> memories and emotions. Yeah, like a supercomputer, you yeah. know, like a supercomputer, but very much below the surface. So you have yes. your conscious and your unconscious mind. And we use our conscious mind only about five to 10% of the day. If that, you know? yeah. If that, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And our unconscious or our and our subconscious is below the surface and it's doing all that really smart like habit stuff like how to drive you know mm -hmm. learning how to drive and having that skill of driving is stored within our subconscious so you don't think about it right you just do it same as brushing your teeth eating breathing sleeping they're all stored skills within that unconscious place you know yeah. so you don't have to think about them but it also holds like it's like a giant you know recorder it's recording everything that's happened and it, yeah. it holds on to so much yeah yeah and it is actually at the driver's seat majority of the time it is the reason why we react the way we do in situations why we make certain choices it's because your subconscious mind is looking through the whole hard drive of all your past memories all your past experiences being like right look at what we've done in the past this is what we should do now and so that would explain why you could see someone who looks like your ex in the grocery store and before you've mm -hmm. even consciously registered that you've seen them your body has already been like oh look at that person yeah. fear anxiety <laughs> insecurity that's such a good example. Yeah. I like, I remember after a breakup, I literally went through this stage where I thought the universe was testing me because I swear to God, I saw about seven people that looked exactly like this person, <laughs> like in the space of like three days. And my body was going through those experiences, like, you know, mm -hmm. like feeling all that, the pain and the anxiety of, you know, breaking, you know, 
being broken up with essentially yeah um, it was bringing up all those emotions again you know but it's crazy what is hidden there and you're so right when you said that that before my brain my conscious mind even recognized that that person looked like my ex my unconscious and subconscious was like saying to my body going warning 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 that that person looks like them how do we deal with this what happened last time we saw them oh we were really we were really anxious and sad and it was horrible okay let's bring that up again that's what we do that's what we do around people that look like that you know because those are trapped emotions that that the beauty of the emotion code is you're releasing those emotions from the past say from this past breakup that you hadn't processed at the time and like you said, your body can't always process all of the emotions it's going through at any given moment. And so that is when an emotion gets trapped. It's when the energy of that emotion wants to be expressed, but it hasn't been released. And so your body just doesn't throw it out somewhere. It gets stored and stays trapped in your body. And what, like, what are the symptoms of having trapped emotions? Because I remember that was something that was quite powerful. And I think how a lot of people end up going and finding the emotion code through physical symptoms. So all these trapped emotions in our body. Oh, what did you, did you describe? No, someone else described them as, who was it? Kendall, who I had on the podcast before when we were talking about something similar, she described it as, you know, when you don't process your emotions and you trap them, she described it almost as like imagining like a road of sticky tar, you know, and all the emotions get trapped and they get stuck on this thing of sticky tar. And it ends up just being this, you know, imagine walking through that road of sticky tar and just being like, Ugh. like every new experience you go through is reminding you of an old experience that you went through and you're feeling all those emotions that came up with that. They're getting triggered. When people speak about triggers, they're speaking about something in the past that they haven't necessarily processed being triggered and those emotions coming up in the body, coming up in the nervous system again and your body reacting to that. So what are the symptoms and what can people see, feel or experience if they have a bunch of trapped emotions like most of us do? Yeah, there's a whole list of different symptoms. You could, having multiple trapped emotions, say you have multiple emotions of anxiety trapped within you, this means that your body is now going to attract in more anxious situations Mm. and you're going to feel anxiety more easily and more readily than you otherwise would because you've already created a baseline. You already have this baseline of anxiety. So now you don't have to go from level one to level two to level three inside you could already be at level three so a slightly anxious situation could come up Mm. and you're already at level three now you're going to level four and so you start to feel these emotions magnified um and as we know everything in the world is made up of energy and that includes our emotions and by holding on to these emotions from the past we're holding on to this negative energy and that energy can affect your body's processes it can affect your muscles it can affect your glands and that stuff stays stored and can cause all these distortions within your body's processes, within your muscles. And so people with like chronic pain or lower back pain or- I was literally shitting my pants. That's what happened to me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I had gut problems, honestly, yeah. like so many trapped emotions, you know, and like anxiety sits in your gut, right? Mm-hmm. It just sits in your stomach. So if you've been experiencing gut problems and maybe you, like me, you tried everything, you yeah. know, um, yeah, explore what emotions could be trapped there. And there is like, we know now there's such a strong connection between the mind and the body. Yeah. Yeah, huge connection. And you can also experience mental symptoms such as like self-doubt, self-sabotage. You can self-sabotage your relationships, your relationship with yourself or with mm-hmm. a future partner. Um, your career, your business, mm-hmm. your health. Like it just goes everywhere, doesn't it? It can yeah. impact you in any which way. And often what happens is like I love when you talked about how we have a baseline for that emotion already, right? And I'll share this example because I think this really lands it for me. Um, so I had irritable bowel syndrome and literally to the point where I was unable to control my bowels. Um, and it it was one of those chicken or the egg things, you know? Was I anxious and that's what gave me the gut health issues? Or was it because I had an eating disorder and my gut bacteria was impacted and then I got really anxious about nearly shooting myself because that's really a horrible thing to happen. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, like what came first and through those repeated experiences, like over a period of a couple of years, I had multiple incidents where I either nearly shat myself or I did shit myself. And I was filled with so much shame and anxiety and anxiety around food, around people, long car drives, anything. And I just walked around like being an anxious bubble. And that's where that baseline thing was, right? So I had experienced so much anxiety already that my body had just built up, let's say bloody to level seven anxiety, you know? Um, And so I was attracting in like every other situation in my life, even if it was, you know, let's say my boss giving me feedback, you know, and I had a great relationship with my boss. I was, it was really, you know, and and I loved receiving feedback from them in the past, but because of that, 
like that level of anxiety that was present in me what happened instead was i got so anxious about it you know mm. and it's, it really and it leaked into my relationship as well you know i was so anxious about everything that you know all the things i needed to say the conversations i needed to have to grow a stronger connection with that person i was just so anxious all the time and i was attracting in these patterns of just being anxious right mm -hmm. and what I love to look at these patterns from, because I know so many people end up attracting in like the same partners or the same job that they hate or they feel purposeless at, or, you know, they, you know, they experience a, a pattern over and over and over again, you know? Um, but what I love to look at this by is that the universe, your soul, your body, your higher self, whoever it is that you believe in, whether it's something outside or inside you, the reason that pattern is coming up is because your body wants you to heal. Your body is saying, dear God, please let us process <laughs> this. We need to let this past shit go so that we can finally live our lives, you know, and not be so impacted by the past. And I just, I, I think that's a beautiful way to look at those patterns repeating, you yeah. know? Yeah, so uh, your body's always trying to send you a message to communicate <laughs> with me. you, yeah. honestly, and it's it's so hard to listen to it sometimes because to listen to it means you have to deal with that pain and deal with that discomfort that was trapped years mm -hmm. and years ago. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And the way I like to, I like the tar analogy. I also like to see emotions as your glasses, a different Ooh, lens of your yes. glasses. And so your trapped emotions are literally distorting the way you see the world. You're putting like, on these glasses. Beer goggles, yeah. but anxiety Honestly, goggles yeah. or self-doubt goggles yeah. or anger goggles yeah. yeah and you have different glasses for different situations so in your relationships you could put on these lenses of insecurity and fear of vulnerability mm. and anxiety or you know any other things yeah, yeah any other thing and like imagine what life would look like and how you would respond if you took off those glasses if yeah. you you know because the, the glasses essentially just represent your your past experiences mm -hmm. and when we don't allow that stuff to come up and it's just going to keep coming, isn't it? Yeah, and it's well, going to manifest. Like we can only get to a certain point where I think the the, the symptoms shift into being more physical. You know, yeah. like it's like the problem gets louder and louder and louder. You know, and it will like I know so many people where it's presented in their body. Mm -hmm. You know, in some form of pain or even for me, I've had like psoriasis and skin conditions, yeah. IBS like lower back pain, knee pain, hip pain, and it, it can get to this point where it manifests as a physical symptom, right? Yeah, 100%. Mm. And with what you were talking about earlier with your IBS and starting to see situations as anxious, our limiting beliefs are formed from the emotions of our past. So you take the first situation where something really anxious happens, and then if you don't process those emotions properly, the second time another anxious situation happens, and again, you don't process those emotions, that starts to build to the point where you are now so quickly reacting to situations from an anxious perspective mm -hmm. that you start telling yourself, I am an anxious person. Person. Yep. Person. I'm an anxious person. <laughs> yes. She says with anxiety. <laughs> but you're not an anxious no, person, girls. I am an anxious person, or I <laughs> put walls up in relationships, or I have fear of this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. And you create a box around your life, and now you are confused find to that box oh, so yes. then the more you state that statement and the more you don't process those emotions the more you are reaffirming this belief and telling your brain yes i am an anxious person yes these things do happen to me this is just who i am and that doesn't give you any room to escape that yes. because now you've made it a part of your identity and when it's a part of your identity it is who you are. And this is like an awesome question. I was literally thinking about this and writing this down to go through in Boundless, mm. um, which Kelsey is a part of and, and taking people through in the emotion code, but was, is the identity or the person that you say you are, is that actually supporting you in the person you want to become? Mm. You know, like really thinking about, I was doing a coaching session with somebody else, which I'm going to release here, which was a live coaching session. And they really described themselves as um, the, lo uh, the black sheep or a lone wolf and I asked him the question is that identity is that label supporting you and who you want to become and he was mm. like no and I was like well you know the more that you keep telling yourself this yeah the more that it's going to be your reality and what we know about the law of attraction right is that like attracts like yeah and you go through this and when we think about you know manifestation in the universe and blah 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 what you're doing is you're essentially like, like I imagine you stick on your forehead or you've got like a name, like, you know how you put like a name tag on, mm. you know, um, that says, hi, I'm Kathleen. It now says, hi, I'm an anxious person. <laughs> right. And so people begin to treat you like you're an anxious person. Mm. And I'll also give another example here. 
something I really struggled with was being really insecure in my relationships and not feeling like I was good enough, especially around men. And so I was literally walking around basically with a name tag saying, hi, I'm Kathleen and I'm anxious around men. <laughs> I'm insecure around men. And so I was being treated. People, people, of course, like, I don't think we realize how much we energetically pick up on people, right? Yeah. Like, have you ever... Like going on a first date is a classic example. And there's usually one of one of you is normally anxious, right? Yeah. Like let's face it, that's kind of new experience. But have you ever been on a date where either you've been anxious or someone else has been anxious? Or you've been at a job and it's someone's first day there and you've mm-hmm. been there a while, right? You're comfortable and you can feel that person's anxiety. You yeah. you don't know that. No, there is no, you know, name tag written on them. They haven't said it to you. You can just feel it. Yeah. And this is why we treat people how we feel they are. Mm-hmm. And that's what is so important and the universe does the same with your manifestations if i'm walking around saying you know with my name tag on saying i'm insecure in my relationships with men the universe is going to give me more of that because it thinks it's what i want yeah i'm declaring this is who i am so the universe is going to give me more of that Mm -hmm. right and this is where taking charge of our identity letting go and clearing the past and really getting clear on who we are you know who we actually are because at my core at my center i don't know about you I'm a freaking confident, courageous, brave human being most of the time. Absolutely, there are parts of me that are extremely vulnerable and scared and anxious and, you know, afraid. But there's a big part of me that is like, I'm the fucking bee's knees. I can do anything. (laughs) I believe in myself, you know. What about you? Yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. I... I put up so many walls all the time as a defense mechanism to be like, I'm okay, I don't need anyone. I'm a lone wolf, I'm independent, no one can break me. But that all comes from such a place of pain from being- Because you have been broken before yeah, by someone, broken right? and abandoned and mm-hmm. let down. And so what did my body do? It was like, well, now we won't let anyone in because if no one comes in, then no one can hurt me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your but, body is protecting you from pain, mm-hmm. right? It's doing what it thinks is best. And I've seen that a hundred percent in relationships where I've never fully opened up in any relationship I've been in. I've always had walls up because I'm so afraid of the alternative, but it comes off as this like bravado, this like too cool for anything. I don't care. Mm. I don't need anyone, but yeah, it's my body. Just... You literally have a name tag on you saying lone wolf. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So people, touch so, yeah, so people go, Oh, she's a lone wolf. Like yeah. I could never, I could never, like she could never need me. Yeah. I could never be in a relationship with her. She mm-hmm. doesn't need me. She's a lone wolf. Yeah. You know, but isn't that crazy when you think about it? So another question I invite you to ponder, cause we're all about pondering. Mm what would be on your name tag? What would be on your name tag according to you? And not according to who you want to be and who you're writing, who you are in your bloody dream vision journal, but like right now, what is on your name tag? What identity are you living? That's such a good question. Anyway, we're getting so off track, but I'm yeah. kind of enjoying it. Yeah, um, that's one to think about for sure. That's a that's a humdinger. <laughs> um, so let's, so now that we know what the emotion code is, right? We know it's an energetic process. We know it involves the unconscious mind mm. and we know that clearing happens quite quickly. Yeah. Do we feel ready to go into a session? Because I find it very difficult to explain to people what the emotion code is yeah. and what it looks like. And like Kelsey said, she was dumbfounded the first time she did it because she, you, second, you always you always say the reason I love it is because you don't have to do anything. Yeah. And it seems pretty magical, you know? And I'm not saying that you don't have to do... I, I always think about the emotion code as if it's clearing the past. It's wiping the slate clean yeah. so that you can do the work to lay on the new identities, the new layers, the new belief systems of who you want to be. So it doesn't mean that you're going to clear and everything's be handy dandy mm. and you don't have to do any of the work again um it means that you are going to feel lighter and feel freer and have the space to react to situations differently you know 100 yeah, and i kind of explain it as well like if you were to have a physical injury or break a bone or something you just you don't go see a doctor once after you've broken your bone mm. you don't just go to physio once and suddenly all the injury has just magically left your body. Like this is something you have to do repeatedly because every time you do a session, you're just taking off one layer of this area. And so it is, it's like a constant development. Yeah. Um, but I guess, yeah, you don't really have to do anything. And that's why I do find it such a beautiful approach because if you are someone who doesn't feel comfortable talking about your past mm-hmm. or consciously, a lot of the times we don't realize why we're feeling the way we're feeling. We don't have to try and sit down and like, pick apart your life and consciously try and figure out why do you have abandonment issues? We, you mean you don't love doing that? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) My favorite pastime. We just skip and ask the subconscious mind directly using muscle testing, which I will give a little brief summary because it is, Arguably the coolest thing about the human it's body. It's so fucking wild. Yeah. yeah. So and, oh, do you want to, I think you should teach. Yeah. I'll explain. Yeah. yeah. We'll explain a little we'll bit explain. about it. So 
muscle testing or kinesiology works with what's called the principles of biofeedback. And that's that biology is always giving us feedback. Living things are always giving us some sort of feedback. And that means either moving towards something positive or away from something negative. So we are always in motion. We're either moving towards something or away from something. Does that link into obviously like survival instincts, right? Like we're usually always trying to move yep. away from move the scary thing the and towards the positive, comfortable thing. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And the same, like even take plants, for example, they grow towards sunlight. Mm. They grow away from the darkness. And that is the same with our bodies. So that's, and does that almost represent like a yes and a no kind of thing? Yeah. So you could, you could take it as positive or negative. Yes, no, true or false. Either mm. one of those statements work mm -hmm. and when you ask your body a yes or no or a true or false question, your body actually responds with like a measurable energetic shift. So a true answer is a stronger response and you're, you'll actually become stronger and a, a false answer will give a weaker response. Mm. So if you ask your body, is my, or I could say my name is Kelsey. It doesn't have to be a question. It could also be a statement. So mm. my name is Kelsey. My body will give a stronger response. My mm. name is Bob. My body will give a weaker response. He would be a very weird Bob. I know, it wouldn't work. One can dream. And so one of the beautiful ways you can test this in your own time is to stand up straight and close your eyes. And if you spend a few moments noticing that your body can't stand perfectly still, that no matter... Everyone do this now. Yeah. Not if you're driving, obviously, but yeah. give it a go, you know? Yeah. If you got your kids with you, give them a go too, you know? It'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah, so stand up straight, close your eyes, and just notice that no matter what you do, you can't stand perfectly still. You're always kind of shifting and moving around. Now, if you were to say something like, my name is XYZ, and give it a second, you should start to notice your body swaying forward. And now when you return to center and say something false, like my name is XYZ, give it another second, your body should start to sway backwards. And this is one of the things that you can get into your head a little bit about. If you are saying, my name is Kelsey, but in my head, I'm also being like, well, no, my name is Bob. Mm -hmm. Then, of course, you're going to get mixed results. You have to have this trust in your body and this trust that you are going to get the answer that is right. But it's a really cool way. Yeah, and I'd say for like 90% of clients that I've tried the sway test with, it's been pretty accurate right mm -hmm. away. So... Give yeah. it a go, have yeah. fun with it, play with it. But I think it gives you a really good understanding of what body, what do you call it, body testing? No, muscle testing, muscle testing yeah. is and how we're accessing the subconscious directly. You're almost like trying to bypass your conscious thinking mind mm -hmm. to get really below the surface and go, what is really going on here? What's really yeah. true for me, you know? 100%. And now tell us, Kelsey, how do you, as a practitioner, because this is the bit that's really hard to believe, I find. How do you tap into somebody else's subconscious? Yeah, this is really cool. So imagine that... I bring out my wand and <laughs> I say a few spells. Um, so all humans are interconnected. We all are made up of energy and we all connect to the same energy field. We're going to bring in the analogy of the computer again. It's like we all have our own computers and we're logging on to a communal network, a similar Wi-Fi network. And when we're both logged onto this network, then we can send each other messages and we can upload information. Is that how, like we said, you know, say for example, you go, you know, on a first date and you can feel their anxiety because yeah, yeah. like we're all logged onto Earth's Wi-Fi system yeah. and we're all kind of pinging off each other. Yeah, right? picking okay. up each other's mm -hmm, energy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when you are both have a mutual intention, then you're both choosing to log onto this Wi-Fi at the same time. In our normal lives, we can subconsciously log onto this Wi-Fi and get little bits of energy that we pick up from people. And this could be like, we're sitting here talking about my mom. And then two seconds later, she texts me and it's like, whoa, mm. random. We were just thinking about you. Like through our normal day-to-day -day lives, sometimes we get these little bursts of energy communication between the earth network and then they disappear. Mm. But in a session, we'll both consciously and have the same intention to log onto this network. And I pretty much just ask your body for permission to tap in. Is yep. what we call it to tap into your energy and i can do this right next to you or i can do this across the world it doesn't make any difference because same with the internet you can log on to the network anywhere you are and still be able to connect to other people no matter where they are mm -hmm. and that is probably one of the harder parts to believe and part of the reason i was so dumbfounded because all my healing was taking place on zoom but then i saw <laughs> and you're like what yeah, yeah i saw chronic shoulder pain i'd had for four years like severe nerve pain down my arm had seen so many doctors gotten so many scans done and they'd all told me nothing's wrong with it and i was like well i'm crying every day so i don't know <laughs> i'm in pain yeah and we were doing these sessions around my self-worth around my inner critic and the shoulder pain came up as a byproduct and kyle the practitioner was like oh do you have pain in your shoulder and i was like huh yeah crippling like, pain i yeah, had for years every day i can't i can't wear heavy coats i can't drive without it hurting i can't you sleep can't on wear heavy coat the weight of like heavy coats was so much that i'd get shooting nerve pain down my arm 
Jesus. Yeah, I couldn't do anything without it hurting. And it had been like this for four years. And he goes, okay, well, we're just going to release it. And I was like, <laughs> well, no, you're not. You're not just going to release it. And he goes, okay, we'll just, just see if it hurts again. <laughs> 15 months later, shoulder hasn't hurt since. And I still get so angry at the fact that it was that. <laughs> that you had, <laughs> and you had that pain. Because how long did you have that pain four, for? Four years. Fuck. And, and one labor. session that was, well, I suppose a couple of sessions, yeah. right? Because it was linked to your self-worth, feeling mm-hmm. good enough. Wow. Yeah. And this just shows you like what a great example of the power of the emotion code, right? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay, well, let's freaking do this live on air because I have such a great example <laughs> that yeah. Kelsey's going to, and this will give you as the listener an inside scoop on what the emotion code is, what it looks like, what you're going to need to share, you know, like I think it's just really important before you go into a session with anyone that you know kind of what to expect if you're someone that likes to know more. Um, So Kelsey's going to run a session on me and we're going to do it around this topic that I'm going to share with you on. So kids grounding work i've been single for about a year now and i've really been working on myself you know doing all this beautiful stuff i'm really yeah really happy with where i am and who i am and what i'm doing i feel so much better so much less anxious and dependent on validation from others and i'm genuinely excited to explore a new relationship with somebody and i am i know that i want to get into a relationship in the future at some stage but what I've been noticing is whenever I, you know, I get excited about going on a date and I'll set up a date with someone, but then I get to this point where I'm like, I actually don't want to go. Like, I'm like, ugh, mm-hmm. like I can't even be bothered. And it's really funny because I have this strong desire to, you know, get into a new relationship and to love and ex- be loved and experience love because it's pretty magical if, if I don't say so myself. <laughs> um, and... But then yet there's this part of me that comes through almost, it feels like a bit of self-sabotage, you know, that kind of, and it's really like, ugh, I can't even be, I can't even be asked. I cannot even be bothered going like, mm. ugh, you know, and it's so different from this desire attitude that you could hear just before, right? You know, it's something that I genuinely want and desire and I'm excited about and it's so polar opposite. And I know that it's a part of the process and I know I still get to the date, but Getting there usually takes me a little bit of a little bit of effort, a little mm-hmm. bit of talking to that part of me. So I'm curious today if we can, yeah, do this session on that topic, Kelsey, and see if I can shift that experience that I'm going through of being like, oh, I can't even be bothered going on a yeah. date, you know, blah, blah, blah. Sure. Um, and I think it'd be really, I'll check in with you in the next podcast episode um, to let you know if it's changed. So yeah. I went on a date last, uh, I went on a date on Saturday a few days ago and I had the same thing happen and I'd say it was pretty strong that time. It was, I'd say it was probably like an eight out of 10. Like I really had to be like, okay, Kathleen, I know it's scary. And I know what it's about. I know that it's because it's bloody scary getting, Mm. you know, dating someone. It's scary. There's a fear of rejection of abandonment, all my past stuff that exists there. Um, But ultimately I'm very confident that I've got my own back. I know I'm going to be okay, Mm -hmm. but I do really have to, you know, coach myself and talk myself through that process. But I'd say it was about an eight out of 10. It was pretty strong. Okay, sweet. Love that. Yeah. Do you have any questions before we get into the thick of I do not. Let's no? just go. Let's go, cool. baby. Just to give our audience a bit of a background, I have, with the emotion code, I have a chart I'm looking at, and there are two columns, column A, column B, and there are six rows. And so when I'm doing the muscle testing, I'm using a process of elimination to figure out what the trapped emotion is. So you'll hear me say A, B, one through six, odd, whatever. That's just me doing the process of elimination, trying to figure out what is the emotion behind it? Mm, so what, what if any trapped emotions are creating this, yeah. you know, protection? Ugh, yeah. I'm so, I don't want to go on any dates, you know, trying yeah. to, cause it is just trying to keep me safe, you know? Yeah. Um, which is really smart for my body, but I want to let it know that it's okay. Let's, yeah. let's release what I was behind it. Woo-hoo. Cool. Okay. Um, so I'll just get you to start by taking three breaths just to center your body. Everyone at home do this along with yes. you. Breathing is good. And tap into how that feels when you think about going on a date, saying yes, getting there. How does that feel in your body? Whenever you're done with those breaths, you can open your eyes. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. All right, we're going to get into it. Is there a trapped emotion that is causing this? Yes. Is the trapped emotion in column A in an odd row, in row two, in row four? Is it depression, frustration, indecisiveness? <laughs> <laughs> me in the side <laughs> nail on the head wow that was great yeah. yeah do we need to know more information no can we release this now beautiful and that's what's so cool about the emotion code here i don't know if you heard it but like i don't have to tell kelsey anything mm-hmm. about that trapped emotion there'll probably be emotions that come up where we might need more information and i am able to explore more if i want to yeah but the reality is that for most of them right you don't need to share you know, where they came from, why they're here, what, yeah. you know, what age you were, you don't really need to go into that. You can literally just clear them. And how do we clear them, Kelsey? 
Oh, this is fun. Um, also one of the parts where you're like, no way, this can't work. Um, so you have meridians. I don't know if anyone's heard of your meridians. They are the basis of Chinese medicine and they are what acupuncture works with. So they are different energy flows throughout your whole body that connect different organs and glands and muscles. You have what's called your governing meridian, which is runs from the base of your tailbone up over your spine to the top of your lip. And that's considered a master meridian. So when you do something to this meridian, it filters out to your whole body. And imagine that this negative emotion of indecisiveness is running a negative electrical current up over your head towards the top of your lip in order to release- Wait, what's a meridian? Did I miss that? Yes, you did. There are different energy flows. Energy flows. Can so you your, explain that a little yes, bit? Yes, your body isn't just a bunch of different parts. It's mm -hmm. not like a few organs here, some muscles here. Like your body is one whole unit. The way your body communicates, different parts communicate with each other, the way they send energy to each other and different mm. functions between them is through these meridians. So your oh. liver will connect with like something in your tooth, which will connect in something in your forehead and then down on your arm. Oh. Is that how we like, they do like acupuncture and like weird things and, you know, ninja yeah. release moves where they'll tap their shoulder and their foot will. Yep. Yeah. It's wow. like the basis of like reflexology or acupuncture gotcha. is that your okay. body is a whole unit and there's different pressure points that you can work with in order to release pain in different areas. Gotcha. Okay. So back to the energetic clearing. Yeah. So you will, so I'll release this trapped emotion, release the trapped emotion. So this negative emotion of indecisiveness is running a negative electrical current over the top of your head along this meridian. Mm -hmm. In order to release it, we need to take a positive energy and run it in the opposite direction. Mm -hmm. So that is taking negative one way, positive in the other, that just clears it. And now it becomes energy. Mm -hmm. So we could take a magnet. I actually remember, and I have to tell this funny story, with my um, first practitioner, Kyle, who was amazing. When he was doing his training, I remember he got me to, um, I was doing it by Zoom, and I literally got, I got a magnet off the fridge of like a banana or something. <laughs> I was just putting this banana over my meridian, like swiping it over. And I felt, and it was like my, one of my like second sessions with him. And I was like, I must look like such a fucking yeah. idiot right now, wiping this banana magnet over my head. Honestly, it seems so <laughs> fake. Um, but hey, it works. Four years of shoulder pain, gone. I know, yeah. right? That's all it takes. Um, and so you could either take a fridge magnet or any form of magnet, or we can take our hands because humans have electromagnetic fields. Right. And yeah. our hands are our strongest magnetic point of our body, which is why mm -hmm. we gravitate towards touching things. Um, take your hand and holding the positive intention mm -hmm. that you want to release this emotion of indecisiveness. All you have to do is swipe over your head three times. Holding. Do I have to touch my head or no? No. You can go as fast, as slow as you want. Okay. One Three hand, times. both hands. Yeah. And now that emotion's released. So have we released this emotion? Yes, we have. Damn. Was that quick, people? I know. All right. Should we get into the next yeah, one? Yeah, let's do cool. it. Is there another emotion that's causing this? Is it in column A, in an odd row, in row two, in row four, in row six? Is it pride? Is it shame? Is it shock? Is it unworthy? Oh, <clears throat> another, another know? killer. I know. Do we need to know more information? No. Can we release this now? All right. Three okay. swipes. Beautiful. Have we released this emotion? Is there another emotion we can release? Is this emotion in column A in an odd row in row two? Is it anxiety? <laughs> Sorry, so I'm indecisive, unworthy, and, and anxious. anxious. <laughs> what a great combination. No wonder you're feeling resistant. Yeah. Um, do we need to know more information? Yes. Do we need to know age? Is this Did this occur between the ages of 1 and 14, 15 and 20, age 15, age 16, age 17? 17. Oh, 17. I had a horse riding accident and I broke my back. Oh. And I was stuck in the forest alone while my horse ran away for hours. And I had a punctured lung oh, and was going to run out of air. I was quite angry. <laughs> well, um, well, all yours to release whenever right. you're ready. <laughs> I'm literally just swiping my hand over the top of my head for anyone that wants. Literally, you can't see us, but yeah. All right, have we released this emotion? Is there another emotion we can release now? Is it in column A, in an odd row, in row two, in row four, in row six? Is it pride? Is it shame? Ooh. And shame is the lowest vibration of them all. The lowest vibrating emotion, mm -hmm. eh, is shame. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that makes sense, it's right? the worst. Yeah. All right, let's get rid of that bad boy. Do we yeah. need to know more information? Do we need to know age? Do we need to know um, location in the body? Oh, this is interesting. Is this located in her upper body, in her lower body, in one of her knees, one of her... <laughs> <laughs> muscles is it located in oh gosh this is the hard part we're gonna have to try and guess um one of her feet in her left foot in her right foot okay my right foot yeah all right cool yeah all yeah. right do we need to know more information no go okay. ahead and release that that's so funny that it just decided to make a home there. <laughs> Must have run out of room. Yeah. yeah. They trap, a lot of times they can trap in an area that's already weakened, so, ah. or an area of, oh, um, do you know what? 
No, wait, that was the one before, wasn't it? Well, no, wait, don't worry. Yeah. We'll never know. Sometimes yeah. it tells you to want to know more information and then we figure out the information and it still doesn't make sense, but it wants us to just carry on and forget mm-hmm. about it. So one of the things you just take it with a... Forget about it. Great thought, yeah. <laughs> is there another emotion we can release now? A common emotion, column A, odd row, row two, is it failure? Oh, yep. Mm. That's a good one. Yeah. Do we need to know more info? No. Can we release this now? Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Have we released this? Is there another emotion we can release? Is it in column A and an odd row in row two and row four? Is it depression? Is it frustration? Cool. <laughs> I've been very frustrated <laughs> in my relationship, that's for sure. <laughs> Do we need to know more information? Can we release this now? Yeah, yours. I'm swiping away if you can't see me. <laughs> Have we released this emotion? Is there another emotion we can release? Is it in column A in an odd row in row one? Is it abandonment, betrayal, forlorn, lost, love unreceived? This is a great oh. This is when you feel like your love isn't good enough. For someone else. Oh, I love so, yes, actually. Yeah, I really feel that. Especially in my, my, my most recent breakup. Mm. I was just like, just let me love you, yeah. god damn it. Like, mm, I feel that. And it just didn't feel good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Oof. Um, do we need to know more information? Can we release this now? Okay. Beautiful. Have we released this emotion? Is there another emotion we can release? Is it in column A, in an odd row, in row two, in row four? Is it anger? Is it bitterness? She's bitter. <laughs> They're all so fun. I know. They're all, I feel like we, they're making a little story about my oh, life. That's the thing with emotions is that say, like, I could say I'm feeling anxious, but I'm not just feeling anxious. Yeah. You're never just feeling one emotion at a time. You're usually feeling this concoction of emotions from different ages, different periods in your life. They're blended together. That's so true. Yeah. So it's not just anxiety. It could be fear. It could be insecurity. It could be bitterness. But a lot of times you don't really know what other emotions we're feeling. So we just put one label on it, mm. but with the emotion code. And when you get a list of the emotions you've released after, it can be super validating because finally you have a label to what you've been feeling. And you're like, mm. oh, that is exactly what I've been feeling. All of those emotions at once. And you're like, ah, oh, this is why this issue has been so hard for me. Or this is why this has been such a mm. difficult thing for me to be with or to let go of, or, you know, like it, it does, it really validates that, wow, you had a lot of pain yeah. around something that's attached to you, you know, not being able to get what you want or feel safe to date or feel more confident. Like you go, oh, wow, there was a lot more than I thought there, yeah, you know? 100%. And that's what always shocks me about the emotion code is that there's always so many things that I'm like, oh, damn, no wonder yeah. I'm struggling with this. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, you could just keep going and yeah. going because the body holds so much stuff. If you think about the entire course of your life and all those times you didn't have the opportunity or the capacity to feel your emotions, like mm-hmm. you'll never release all of your trapped emotions yeah because we're constantly trapping new ones or there's just so many buried beneath the surface but and it's that's why it's so important like i know that a big part of your journey has been learning and mine as well everyone's but something that i'm really big on teaching in my programs is teaching you how to feel Mm -hmm. like giving you actual processes to let them process through the body because they take some emotions take as little as 30 seconds for you to process, you know, yeah. that can cause four years of chronic <laughs> shoulder pain. You know, like imagine if that emotion would just needed 30 seconds of you just, you know, breathing and being with that discomfort. And then, you know, like that's what shocks me sometimes. And I think it's why it's really important to get emotionally literate as one. So being able to identify and express your emotions, but also to process and feel them mm. and let them move on. Because emotions are, like we will say, energy in motion. They are energy that want to move through you. They don't want to be trapped. They don't want to stay. That's why they keep coming up all the yeah. goddamn time. Let me out. They're like, get out. <laughs> yeah, I want to be free. Um, and so that's why I think it's really important to learn those skills. But Kelsey, let's stop the live session here. We're yep. going to, con- we'll continue doing our emotion code session after, because I'm sure it's probably going to take another five, 10 minutes, but let's wrap it up here. And Kelsey, I want you to, yeah, share with us, where can people find you? Where can people book in an emotion code session? If they're like, I want to friggin' try this. This is extremely interesting. And I'm going to plug myself here because I always do. <laughs> um, the emotion code is always part of any of my programs that you do um, with either Kelsey or the amazing Kyle. And I think it's just, yeah, doing this work is beyond, beyond value, oh like beyond gosh. valuable, you know. It changed yeah. my life. Yeah. I can't recommend. Uh, it continually changes my life. Yeah. <laughs> on, oh, it's a godsend. Um, but tell us, Kelsey, where can people find you? Yeah, the best way is probably on Instagram. Mm-hmm. My handle is soul like your soul and then r-i-g-g at the soul end. rig soul yeah. rig a little play on my childhood nickname and then my business is also called del soul but soul is in the spanish version so we'll put we'll put all of this yeah. all of these in the show notes but kelsey are you offering sessions 
can people book in sessions right away? What is the yes, deal here? I am free to book in a session. I have yes. availability on my website, which is on my Instagram page as well. Mm-hmm. So I will link that as well on the show yeah, notes. Just yeah. slide into my DMs if you want to chat any more about it. Yeah. I absolutely Do you love... offer a connection call still? Yes. Yes. Yeah, a free discovery yeah. call. Yeah. So yeah. that is like a great, like I think we need to make so much more use of those too. It's a great way where it's like, I do them as well, where it's a free call with the practitioner with the coach, whoever, where you can have a chat with them for, you know, 20 minutes or whatever, and just get to know them, mm-hmm. ask your questions, make sure it feels right and make sure that it's, you know, the thing that's going to be able to help you. Um, and then you can go in and book, you know, multiple yeah, sessions. For yeah. Sure. So that yeah. is also an option. I love it. Okay. And so Kelsey, are there any final words that you have to the people of the world about their releasing their past baggage? Um, just that it's okay, mm-hmm. like to feel every emotion, even anger and frustration, that stuff is okay to feel. So when yeah. you start to feel these emotions come up that you're like, oh, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be feeling that. Take the should, take the pressure off of it. You're feeling it and allow yourself to feel it. Because if you don't, the alternative is that it gets stay, it gets stuck and trapped in your body. I would say probably the judgment of our emotions and what yeah. we're feeling is probably the thing that traps them the most, yeah. right? When we judge ourselves for feeling anxious or, or shame jealous. or jealous. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that's such a good one. You know, like when you're jealous of like a friend when they have success or something like, yeah. you know, even like jealous of a friend who's having like a really great skin day. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I hate you, you know? Um, like, and then you and feel so, shame about feel feeling jealousy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh my God, I should be wanting the best of my friend. But honestly, remember that you're human. Yeah. You're human and you're going to feel and this is why i love part series because i always love to be able to say a part of me feels Mm. xyz it's never your entirety it's never your whole it's always just a part of you that's experiencing that emotion but when you learn to accept them right and rather than getting them trapped and stuffing them away when you let go of the judgment especially around your jealousy and anger man Mm. the world will crack open it's when the magic happens it is when the magic happens kelsey thank you so much for blessing us with your your knowledge and your skills and your emotion code i we're going to continue that session straight after this and (laughs) i am going to check in with you next time i'm gonna have to bloody i just realized i dug myself a hole that means i'm gonna have to go on another date (laughs) (laughs) so everyone catch catch it soon obviously i'm gonna just schedule on another date so i can test the emotion code session and um if it's gotten me down from that eight out of ten in the resistance So stay tuned to hear about those results. Thank you so much for listening. And please, if this episode resonated with you, please make sure you share it on your stories. Please tag me. I'm at Kathleen.MindsetCoach. And also make sure you click that little bell icon and give the podcast five stars if you want to give it five stars. Really helps me to get this message and this podcast into more people's ears so they can experience the magic of feeling and letting go of their own past baggage. All right, sending you lots of love. Speak soon.